Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 27, Legalman Conversations, Paralegal Utilization. Welcome to our podcast, Paralegal Utilization. I am LNC Sarah Kelly Austin, the Chief of the Trial Paralegal Program for TCAP. I am joined today by Senior Chief Legalman Myron Schism and Master Chief uh, Legalman Renata Mormon. He is the Senior Enlisted Leader for Rosso Midland and uh, Master Chief Mormon is the Senior Enlisted for DSO West. Thank you for taking t- um, time for our podcast today, Master Chief and Senior Chief. Um, today, I have a couple questions for you. Um, we'll start right off with the first one. Uh, why do we have YNs assisting VLCs and not LNs? I'll let you take that, Senior Chief Chisholm. You work at a real so closer with the VLC. So as most people know, we have uh, YNs at the VLCs and not LNs because the YNs at the VLCs are basically doing admin support and not legal support. So they are supporting the attorneys at the VLCs with mostly administrative work. Uh, and doing other administrative duties in regards to the victims. Yes, and just to expound on that, uh, when Senior Chief Chisholm and I first became legal men many, many moons ago, uh, we were not full up-round paralegals. I mean, we may have been, but the the paralegal um, and legal men rate in general did not do the breadth of paralegal tasks that we do now. We did a lot more of administrative tasks. And in the last 20 years, we've mm-hmm. really, and you know, more specifically in the last 10 years, have really tried to get away from the administrative tasks. So um, we don't ever want to blur that line. And we don't want to have LNs uh, in with the VLCs doing things like copying and mm-hmm. you know, making administrative calls and the stuff that the, the yeoman are over there doing um, and, and ever get back to blurring that line uh, to the administrative tasks. So maybe in the future when they do more legal duties, we'll get LNs in there, but for right now, uh, it needs to be yeoman doing yeoman duties. Okay, makes sense. On to our next question. Uh, what are the most useful resources that you would recommend to someone looking to gain a better perspective into becoming a better leader and or LN? Well, I'll say one of the first things I will look for is uh, communication. So when I talk about communication, I'm thinking about, you know, the paralegal and the interaction they have with the attorneys. So what we do at Real Soul Midland, each of the paralegals who work in the trial shop, they are required to go in and have their daily meetings with their attorneys. And that's just basically get a ground for what is going on for the day, you know, to do a daily checklist on where they are with the upcoming cases, you know, victim interviews, witnesses, travel, DTS, things like that. I mean, so communication it's very key. Um, also with that, I would say knowing what they expect out of each other. So what are the legal expecting out of the attorneys and what the attorneys are expecting out of the paralegals? Yep. Same. I would also uh, recommend for an LN that wants to take the next step into leadership and to become a better leader and a better LN, you know, they need to find somebody that they want to emulate. So you know, they need to look at an LN1 that, you know, maybe in their organization or maybe close to their organization and um, talk to them and figure out what they have done to be successful and, and, and figure out, you know, how they've balanced, you know, their work and their priorities and their life and the duties that come along, the special responsibilities that come along with being an LN 
and how they've made all those things work together, plus supporting the attorney, plus you know, best supporting their chain of command, um, and 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 work all those things together uh, to to best become the best well-rounded LN that they can be. So I think you know, like senior chief said, you know, communication is key with the attorneys and with their chain of command. Then you know, peer leadership, getting a good mentor. You know, constantly picking the brain of some LN that you want to emulate that's been successful, and then just kind of working your way up all those milestones that somebody else, you know, can kind of throw you nuggets and give you good good guidance along the way, and then just kind of slowly making your way, you know, up to be up to be the top. And ask a lot of questions. Ask a ton of questions. That's the best thing that you can do to becoming a better leader. Okay. Thank you, Math Chief and Senior Chief. How do I communicate my value as an LN to my attorney? I'll take that one first. So uh, I'll tell you, the attorneys, the young attorneys, if, if we have LNs that are working for FTJs, the FTJs come out of law school, they have no idea. They probably get a 10-minute brief in the BLC, during the BLC, about what the LNs are gonna do for them once they get to the fleet, all right? So they're gonna say, oh, you're gonna get to the fleet and you're gonna get to a real so or a DSO, you're gonna do your FTJ rotation and some LN is gonna be there working for you. That's the, all they're gonna get. They're not gonna get, hey, your LN went through six months of education. Hey, your LN has a paralegal degree. Hey, your LN had to go through a rigorous conversion screening process. Hey, your LN's already been to the fleet for at least two years minimum. You know, your LN this and that. So for the legal men, what, the legal men need to understand is, and for anybody listening to this podcast, communicate what you've been through to get where you're at with that attorney. So when you get to a, a DSO or a RILSO, or even if you're in an SJA job with a younger attorney, make sure they understand what your education level is, where you've been, what your fleet experiences are, and how you can leverage that to support the attorney. Because that attorney, they might not know what a, a GSE is, or a Yeoman is, or a you know, a logistics specialist or any of those things, you've got to tell them, you know, I know this because I've been in the fleet and not in a condescending way, but these are my experiences. Operationally, this is where I've been. I can use those things to leverage you, you know, leverage um, your case and your uh, practice and where you need to go. So let me help you do that. Um, and I think that's very helpful for them. And just another thing. So for any of the FTJ to listen to this podcast, I would say <clears throat> one of the most undervalued resource you have is going to be your senior enlisted leader, either at the real or the DSO. So once you get to that command, I mean, you can sit down with your SEL and your SEL can tell you exactly what you need to do or what you need to know <clears throat> in order to utilize your LN. So we can tell you, you know, we can talk to you about things about writing evals, doing CDBs, because I think that's a lot of things that a lot of the FCJs and a lot of the junior enlisted, you know, don't take advantage of to sit down and just pick the person's brain to find out what what I can do to make them a better person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things that FTJs and young attorneys can do to get their LNs, um, you know, more involved is make the, this sounds simple and it sounds crazy. Make them read the case, yep. right? You can give a young LN a case to prepare. Do a case mm -hmm. brief. Do a sentencing <clears throat> worksheet. Do a witness request um, worksheet or whatever. Okay, that's easy. Make them read the case because once that LN reads the case, whether it's on the defense side or the trial side, once they read the case, they become vested. And I guarantee that LN will go to that attorney 
and ask questions because they'll go, oh, well, why this and why that? And then why do we want to call these witnesses and why are we doing this and why did they charge it this way? And isn't this charge sheet messed up? Didn't they charge, didn't the government council charge this wrong or whatever it might be? And that gets them invested in the case. So once the LN reads the case, now the attorney and the LN have a relationship and they have a vested relationship to either win the case or defend the case or whatever it is together. And so um, that also builds on that how do I show my attorney, you know, value, how do I show my attorney my value as an LN? Um, if you, as an attorney, force them to read the case and get invested in the case, uh, they will then, in turn, be able to show you their value because they'll be interested in your case and they'll be able to show you what they can do on the case. It just works as building the relationship. So, right. yeah. I think also, you know, the getting to know each other part um, goes a long way. So for the young attorneys listening to this and the young LNs, if you're a young attorney, something you have to remember too is that yes, you're super busy and yes, you have a huge caseload. You know, I know for instance, most of the FTJAs uh, in our office are carrying about 21 admin boards apiece. Mm-hmm. Okay? Your LN is going to college. Your LN might have children. Your LN might be volunteering on the outside. Your LN has a lot of things to do to be a well rounded sailor. So while you might have a heavy caseload, they have a whole lot of things to do for their professional development as well. So you and the LN need to sit down and understand each other's competing priorities to better understand each other. And that just creates a more fluid trial team and helps you to un- better understand and, and, and get on the same expectation level with each other. So I don't think that can be overstated enough. Yeah, but just to echo what Master you just said, you know, I, I just make it this simple. Get to know the person. You have to know the person that you're working with. I mean, because like Master was saying, there could be things going on either that young LN's life or that young lieutenant's life that, you know, are impacting them on their daily performances. So I think if you just get to know the person to find out what their strengths and weaknesses are, that would make you be a very cohesive team. So take the time out to get to know the person that you're working with. All right. Well, thank you, Master Chief Mormon and uh, Senior Chief Chisholm. Is there anything else, any last minute pointers that you would like uh, for anyone listening to know? You know, just saying words that my CO say every day over communication. You cannot communicate enough either on the DSO or the real so side. Communication is key. So if you sit down and have that conversation first thing in the morning, that conversation, the last thing before you go home, you know exactly where you have to pick up the very next day. You know what is going on with that individual. You know, you get to know the person. So it's just that simple. Get to know the person that you're working with and they make it a lot better for you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I would say since we're on the topic of paralegal utilization or paralegal integration, you know, I, um, you know, I feel lucky that I, my first tour as an LN many, many years ago, um, was at a Rolso in a trial shop. And, you know, I think that I was lucky in that many of the attorneys without me having to actually beg them or ask them sat down with the group of LNs that I was with, uh, and taught us things about the why that we were doing stuff. And I think for anybody listening to this, either on the attorney side or the LN side, if you don't feel like you're understanding the why, especially on the LN side, ask the why. And when I say that, I mean like, even if it's a reference, even if you're writing a discovery request and you don't understand why reference A is a specific rule for court martial, just ask why. Um, and it's not annoying to the attorney and it's not annoying to your SEL that you might ask or it's not annoying to anybody. Just ask the why because I can still think back now at 
multiple times I probably should have asked why and I didn't. Um, and many times I'm happy that I did ask why because I understood so much sooner than I probably would have if I didn't ask why. So even little things. I remember as a Ellen one asking, what's, co- what's OJAG code 16? <laughs> you know, like just words get thrown around and, you know, sometimes we just don't understand. And had I not asked, I would have never known. So don't ever be afraid to ask the why uh, and the questions. And, you know, even though some of us old fogies sometimes say, stop asking questions and stop asking why. But always ask the why and know why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, because especially in our practice, it's very important. We have to understand the reason behind what we're doing. And for you attorneys out there listening, um, it's better to explain it and teach it. Um, you're the one that went to law school, so teach us. We'll teach you how things are done in the fleet. you got to teach us why the books are written the way they are. You have been listening to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in.